Welcome back to the Overload Podcast, show about new games, old games, and the latest week of news about everything in between. My name is Harry Mitchell. I'm joined by Daniel Partis. Hello, Harry. And while Jordan is stepping away this week, we have in her place in front of the show, Owen Trett. Hello. Owen is a video editor at Sumo Digital, but is also, you may have seen on a video essay for Overload. We commissioned you a while back, and it was a, a wonderful video that mainly was talked about afterwards after I uh, did the greatest prank on you I think I've ever done. Still, like, recovering from that to this day. I need to find that clip, um, which which is when I, I, I told Owen that, in doing a voiceover for him, that I did it in a Japanese accent and, and kept that bit for, like, a good 20 minutes before leaving him of his stress. Um, how are we all doing this week? I think that's the kind of professional uh, guidance you could expect when you take on a commission with Overload. Just getting exactly. absolutely punked. Yeah, last person that we took for a pitch, I actually called, um, called him a cunt and I uh, shagged his mum. I think it's like expected awful. at this point, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's overload.com.co.uk slash pitch hyphen us, folks. Uh, yeah, how are we all doing this week? Can't complain. Can't complain. I um I've got some annual leave coming up uh next Friday, and I am just crawling along trying to get there to the finish line so I can have my first week off of the year, which is kind of disgusting. It's like the <laughs> end of September disgusting. of the whole year. Yeah. Do you ever nah. just not use your annual leave, and then you realize it's like mid August, and you've not used any annual leave, and you panic? No. Me and me and Owen work in game dev, uh, not press, so we get like time off. I get time off. I yeah, just you... simply do not utilize it. Yeah, that's what you've been trained to do. It's part of the mindset. It's the sweet spot because you kind of don't. I don't use it, and then you get to sort of like May June when it's like ah E three is around the corner, better not take any time off. And then it's Gamescom in August, and it's like ooh it's Gamescom, better not take any time off. And then before you know it, you've got like a month to use and only two months of work left, and it's. Well, maybe that's just a me problem. Maybe I'm just fucking incompetent, but that's that's I, where I, I think, am. I think I'm so. Tired. I think you meant you meant to take time off like before or after those those hotspots. It's, like, like it's not like it's not like it's, it's E3 off. then Gamescom, and that's the only t- thing from like May to August. There are like, times between that. I'm taking time yeah. off from Harry Mitchell as well. Just to <laughs> Step away from Harry Mitchell at this time. <laughs> uh, I actually I'm on leave right now. Uh, nice. Because I'm going Ooh. to a wedding. Got me and my girlfriend's anniversary. Uh, I'm just been cleaning my flat today, so this is this is podcast is a break from cleaning, uh, which is always a joy. I went to the barber today, which is a new barber, which is haunting because uh, my barber last minute was I had to reschedule, and I was like, "Who the fuck are you, Sarah?" But Sarah was very nice and Good. had a fine haircut. Good. So pick up Sarah. Shout out to Sarah. We stand. Barbecue was closed, which is ter- terrible. I always go across the world to the greatest Glasgow establishment on earth, but. Um, as Jordan's away this week, I don't have anyone to talk to about Glasgow local establishments, which Good. is devastating. Good. So me and Perky will just uh, offer talk a and Sheffield. talk about Sheffield. Any, any, any Sheffield hotspots that should highlight the podcast this week? Uh, it's, um, it's fucking raining. Uh, it's it's raining a lot. It, there's, there's like lightning storms happening everywhere. Um, to, like, yeah, you, you, were, you were late to the podcast this week because you told me that you were a scared little boy in lightning storms. Yeah, no, that that's true. I did say, and I quote, um, there is a lightning storm happening at the moment and I'm a scared little boy uh, to run over to the gym. How old are you? Uh, 23, but like... <laughs> <laughs> no one's judging. Look, I, I, I risked my fucking life, right? 
I risked yeah, my but, life but you're, for the you're, games. You meant to be a fucking Chad Jim boy. I would go out and hold a fucking metal rod in the air, like just fifty foot tall, and just be like, "Take me, take me." Mate, I'm, I'm like every fucking Gen Z person. It's like I'm talking about revolution on a daily basis, but I'm too scared to call up the local Chinese. Like you know. <laughs> uh, I thought you said. I thought you said called the Chinese. <laughs> I, like, I can't call a Chinese person. They don't speak my language. What the fuck am I supposed to do? It's haunting. Just to clarify, not a racist. Um, Owen hates the Chinese. Uh, oh. And other news of this week. Uh, uh, well, uh, maybe I could segue that to Yakuza. Not a Chinese game. Jesus, Harry, come on. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's close enough. The games you've been playing this week. Actually, no, let's, not, let's not do Yakuza. I, told, I said last week I would play, and I'm quite proud of this, last week in the podcast, I said, I should play a Yakuza game. What game should I play? You recommended Yakuza 0, and I went away and actually played the game that was recommended. That's which... fucking wild, because I don't do anything you recommend that I do, ever. I know you don't, because you're a cunt, and, <laughs> and everyone around me does the same thing. And what I do is I fulfill my promises because I'm a kind individual that I respect the, <laughs> my peers. cunts. <laughs> yes. Well, when they're cunts, I'm going to call them cunts, but I, I think right. if you're respectful back, you know, I can be courteous. Um, but I enjoy that. But first, I want to get into Immortality, the trendy indie of the of of this week that is being called game of the year by many individuals and caught my eye same developers maker of her story or in i believe you've played it in full i've gotten halfway through which i can explain my part but what are you, what do you think of it yeah it, it, it's really hard not to like explain it a lot without going into spoilers it, it's one of mm-hmm. those games really um but i've never played um the like uh previous games of of, of these developers but i, I was really intrigued like going into it because there's a lot of um really interesting uh like film nerd stuff going on sure um can you explain can you explain what the game is i never i never actually explained what the game was but how would you describe it to a a a beginner it's like um it's like a murder mystery kind of deal where you you're a video editor and you have to go through like three films that have been like shot um plus like the rehearsals for these films and like all of the in between like BTS stuff, and you mm-hmm. have to basically like come to a conclusion of what happens to this actress who just disappeared like off the face of the earth. Um, and then like in looking through these clips, uh, you kind of come to these you know various conclusions, and it, there's a really like interesting subtle narrative uh, that that goes on that I can't really go into because it, it gets into like spoiler territory. But sure. But well, the the fun mechanic that is kind of how you traverse it is you've got like these reels and you're such and you're scrubbing through these clip these clips. But also you can kind of click on any object or face in the shot, and it will then zoom in on that face, find another clip that has that face in it or a, a similar object in it, and transport you to that thing. So if you spot someone like oh who's that person, you can that you'll then find something that they shot months ago where they were like an extra in the background. Or I was there was a shot of like of a sex scene where like it pans to a guy in a white mask and I clicked on his white mask and it tr- sent me to like a completely different area, different scene, different times of like a mask on a stand in the background of a shot, which is fucking crazy and really cool. Like uh, a, a mechanic that works like that, um, that kind of makes literally just looking through a bunch of footage feel like game like. Yeah, I, I think what's just absolutely like insane that these developers have done is this kind of like match cutting uh gameplay mechanic that you've mentioned like there is so much shit going on in like every single shot and there's like hundreds and hundreds of different shots that you have to traverse through and yet like 
there are so many links between each shot because of like the objects, the mise en scene. Like it's um, did I say mise en scene? Fucking it's like a nice soup. Like a, like a nice soup. Yeah, it's um, it's a weird one, really. Like just the amount of detail that the developers have put into like every single shot. It's it's really impressive um mm-hmm. like like i've seen, yeah, I've it, seen... The, the the shots themselves are actually very impressive the, the cinematography a lot of them are kind of these dusty studios but a lot of them are like these very gorgeous cinematography and it's like they're like interesting films to scrub through yeah i'd say like as as a video editor who like is a huge fucking film nerd like i've seen like fucking over the hedge to uh persona <laughs> that's it you that's know it. It real, real good mix <laughs> Um, and like the one thing that really like surprised me when I first launched the game is you're, you're booted into this kind of like, uh, 70s interview, like, uh, setting. And Mm -hmm. my instant response was like, this looks so fucking realistic. Like they, like, I don't know what they've done, whether they've actually like used the cameras of the time or whether it's purely just like, um, post effects. Like it, it, they achieve such a realistic look where it's like, oh, I I could not like I I would be very convinced if they were like oh no this is actually footage from that time like it's it's, it's mad because it's something that's actually still debated right now it's quite a topical thing in like you know there's the stuff like when Mank came out and when Knives Out comes out this this idea of like shooting on film and can we make these things look like they did back in the day but like digital just can't achieve that you can't achieve that look and the fact that these like on what I imagine is not the the biggest budget made this very very realistic authentic. 60s 70s looking film shots because not you not only have to make it look like a 60s 70s movie but it has to look like a 60s 70s movie being shot on raw film at the time in the real place oh yeah and it's not even just the films like the rehearsals like yes. before the films or the bts like they use so many different like types of um of like uh shots and and uh different like cameras that are used it's there's there's just such a huge amount here like i i've I finished the game but i feel like i just haven't finished it finished it yet like there's still mm-hmm. so much more to look through i've only like touched the surface really yeah and uh, what was i gonna say about it oh we were both talking in dm zone about how like it about how the performances of the actors about how when you're watching them in the shot it looks like you're kind of watching a, a mid-budget kind of corny movie from the 60s and 70s and you're like, oh, okay, well, it's a video. It's a, it, it's not the movie's not going to be the best. I mean, it's, it, the whole point is it's a game. That, that's what I felt like when I was watching it. And then you realize that this, the stuff that's off camera or quote unquote off camera, and then in rehearsals being like, oh, I, I wasn't sure about that line. Like, can we run that back? Oh, is like, is so realistic. Like, the actors are putting on a purposefully less good performance on camera, and they're kind of shining these very realistic uh, roles as actors on the the on the these between shots and bts stuff that is like so impressive to watch and like completely effortless and you don't even notice it's happening you have to kind of remind yourself like this isn't real this is like these are actors performing as actors yeah it, it, it's crazy i remember like streaming the game and people in chat being like oh this is like fucking like gcse drama levels of like bad acting <laughs> but it's like no this is literally like in like in the 60s 70s like that's how rehearsals looked that's how people act and, and it just like the the main like actors within within um uh the film I, f- I forgot the name of the actress who plays uh, Marissa Marcel the main character um mm-hmm. but the fucking range right of going um of of not just playing like you know 
uh, a character in three different films for one project, but also uh, rehearsals, like BTS interviews. Like it's it's absolutely just insane feat. Yeah, and it's really interesting to bring through the different kind of themes because these movies are set across like end of sixty eight, early seventies, and the nineties, I believe. Uh, at least of what I've been gathering so far, and it's so interesting going from the, the the different kind of modern cameras, different kind of modern performances, different vibes, and the diff the way that but uh, like kind of cast and crew act because they're, they're these very sleazy Hollywood directors and producers that go around these shots in like the late sixties and seventies that are seem very realistic that kind of really make creep you the fuck out. Yeah, and I'd say, like, as a video editor, and I know you do, like, some video editing as well, Harry, like, mm-hmm. what, what what did you think about, like, how the storytelling w- was shown through, like, video editing? Because I know as as an editor, uh, I'm just given, like, a whole bunch of clips that kind of work out of sync, and then I have to kind of pull, like, various themes and topics from these out-of-sync uh, uh, clips, and it's just doing a similar thing w- within this game. I think it's just a really interesting way of showing, like, narrative where you can literally like look at a clip from a 78 film and then like the 99 film and and you're like okay there is like an overarching narrative here and i'm, I'm just trying to pull together like what exactly it is mm. yeah it, it was i'm not really an experienced film editor and i think f- and film editing with footage like this is very very different to it's i mean it's, it's similar to what you might do with short films that we've done before uh like i recently had the experience of going through dailies for a feature at Blazing Griffin because we're also a film production company and it was alarming just how kind of similar it looks like getting those shots but getting people kind of milling around the background setting up lights and doing this kind of stuff so the authenticity was there but I didn't really feel like I don't know it felt less like I was being an editor and more like I was just kind of like a, a, a an observer and like digging through archives like I'm opening I feel like I was opening up file cabinets and doing and 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 putting these things up and attaching names to things and being a big pin board um so like and you gradually begin like i have no idea what the fuck any of this is i have zero context there's no one explaining anything to you there's no ui going like that's that's, that, that's this person here's your journal here's what we know so far there's no death loop shit it's like you're just going on like oh yeah I, I that person was there in the 68 film and that scene so they must be related to this that you figure it out on on your own, and that's what uh, I like games that, that do that for you. They kind of leave it to the pl- the player and the and the, the watcher to trust them to, to figure it out. So it was a, it was a fun experience. I've still not finished it, so I'm excited to dig into it more. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a great game, and like it's something that will probably I'll just keep thinking about like as the year goes on. Um, I think there was one person in Discord who who like completed the whole game by like seeing every single clip. I'm just like. Yeah, I might, I might get to that point <laughs> eventually. Like, I'm, it, it's, it's something you really obsess yourself over. Yeah, it's satisfying to when, you, especially when you, you feel you're finding so much of it, and you're going back and back to the same stuff, and you eventually find like a new section. It's like oh, there's a bunch of, there's a new thing that I've not even seen before. Um, and yeah, it's very nice. So I would recommend it. it's on Game Pass. So fucking grab it. It's very, it's a fascinating experience. Danny, does it seem like it's for you? Well, I've only seen four films in my <laughs> entire 27 years of existence um good good films to be fair not bad films at all uh, you don't know what films i've seen uh, okay. treasure planet I can, I can in right now <laughs> yeah. four times one. well it's, it's it's around six it's treasure planet it's sex in the city it's into the, the spider verse it's it's batman 1989 batman it's uh it's uh high fidelity and 
I don't know, maybe uh, Heat. Proud, proud of you for watching Heat this week. Heat that movie. fucking slaps. Heat slaps. Can we talk about Heat for like 45 minutes? At like, uh, Happy. Got the 4K disc next door. We'll just pop it on. That actually wasn't bad. I think you got maybe most of my letterboxed top four movies. And I know, I know you. We've been friends for a long, long time. Yeah, I think I, I do appreciate just looking occasionally at Letterboxd when you do like poster review. And um, my, like, I remember like laughing a bit when you posted your heat review of just fellas is this gay <laughs> I genuinely i had to ask harry halfway through the movie like so is this like a, a gay movie are they gay and harry was like, was like welcome yes, to the, the culture <laughs> they, they literally finish off the, the end movies end with them like holding hands and crying about each other's loss like it's like you can lose somebody without being gay straight well, I mean, people you, can you experience departure you saw it. You see that just in the listen, the tension that that cafe scene is is palpable. It was kind of um, gay, but also I I quite recently watched uh, Point Break, which is also mega mm. gay. Oh, extremely gay. Yeah. So, and I just watched Top Gun Maverick, which is you know. Also, I haven't uh, seen that uh, yet, but I hear it's I hear good things. I have like uh through means I just have like a file of the video of that movie just on my computer, which is a nice thing to have, just so I can just open it up and just watch a bit of Top Gun Maverick. If I'm ever sad or stressed. Top Gun Maverick. Do you just watch like a scene, like a yeah, like might, a tea break. Uh, the the bar scene is great. You know, I might go and watch the beach scene for like uh, biblical uh, and its Christian reasons. Uh, anything with Miles Teller, I'm down for. Also, the, oh, the opening to that movie is fucking great. As oh, well. the opening is so good. It's on a rewatch, especially with like headphones and stuff. Oh, very very yeah. good. I, w- I watched it in IMAX when it first came out, and like just like the whole fucking like theater was shaking, and it's like ah yeah. <laughs> Top, Jordan's top rolling 10. in his grave that we've been talking about movies. I was going to fucking say we need to bring this back. This is a video games podcast about video games, and I cannot Danielle let this continue Partis. any longer. Hello, you've now been able to play The Last of Us Part One remake. You've never even played The Last of Us before, I believe. Am I correct? Not really. No. So it's, great. Here we go. Here we go. It's not my type of game, but on the bingo cards, <laughs> take a fucking <laughs> stretch it off, boys. <laughs> but no, I. This isn't even a, it's not my kind of game, but it's literally, I tried to play The Last of Us 1, like the PS3 version, didn't like it. I tried to play the remaster when it came out on PS4, didn't like it. I gave it another shot when I bought my own PS4 um, a couple of years ago, still didn't like it. I don't like media, like, (laughs) about this fucking game. I I don't like the themes. I don't particularly have a massive affinity for the whole first-person Sony game thing so i was uh-huh. just like i could happily just let this game pass me by and my partner really wanted to play it so we got it and we went through it a little bit um it was mostly him playing it and then i just did bits um i helped <laughs> but you can you can walk down this corridor danny come on take the controller <laughs> you can do it exactly exactly i'll do the little swimming bits um but honestly <laughs> like it's it's difficult to dislike it. Like once I got past the hurdle of like the first hour where I usually kind of went, nah, I can't be asked for this fucking stupid zombie game. It's not really about the zombies, is it? It's about, no. it's about the journey. It's, it's about, about the friendship. characters. Yeah. It's, it's, like, about- it's like saying God of War is about like the fucking wee monsters that come swinging at you. It's like, it's about fucking Kratos and Atreus. It's actually about climate change. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But no, like, everyone was like, oh, it doesn't need another remaster, it just got one. But it's like, it's a completely different game. And the elements that they take from uh, Last of Us Part 2 and 
put them into one to kind of make it a more um unified package i guess seamless transition yeah yeah it's it's more like you're playing two games from the same era rather than playing one really old game and one really new game two different two generations behind yeah yeah but it's like and it's like stuff like that that kind of really brings it together and it just looks so nice and the ai is super clever and the like the mechanics and just the little things that kind of make it really really fucking nice to play is just it just it just looks great and it plays great and it's I don't know like I I I still don't know if I like the game for playing Fuck the game up. but I can't <laughs> say that it's like like a bad game. So this is the most like, like I just honestly if I was you Danny the second time I I'd just be like fuck you guys Last of Us is shite but I'm I'm very glad you've been you've been brought back into it. I'm but, um... I'm just I'm at odds with like myself on this one because. It's like I don't like the game, but it's so fundamentally impressive that I that I have to like it. That I can't help but like it's at least, you know like the end of Heat where they just kind of accept that they've met their match. Now you're talking my language. And they just nod, <laughs> and it's and it's like you know it's like it's like we it's like hey we may not be we may be on a different side of the fence here, but we we respect each other, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's me and the Last of Us. I'm I'm Robert De Niro. <laughs> okay no come on the last of us is robert de niro you're pacino <laughs> but yeah but it's just like i can't i can't i'm completely on board with why they they did this remaster and people like the people moaning about it existing are wrong because it's a completely different fucking game it looks completely different it feels completely different and there's just nice little things that's such a cool thing right where there's like safes in the game and you can get loot out of them and you can mm-hmm. walk around the area to try and like find a hidden code to open the safe or you can do it with like sound and the feedback on the ps5 controllers and just like hold it close to your fucking head and listen for like a slightly different noise and a little tremble to know when you've hit the right fucking Mm, number like you're actually cracking a safe and that's That's so cool that's something that they brought in from two and it's stuff like that that just makes it so fucking nice to play and Mm, that that, uh, reminds me of a little, well, a little bit of immortality is everyone recommends play on a controller because it's nice, it's easier to go through the UI on it. But they have this really nice rumble effect mm. where, like, mm. it feels like uh, an actual kind of old video camera is like reeling film, so it's it's going like, and you can feel that rumble. And there's certain elements in the game that I won't spoil that have that kind of rely on kind of feeling for that rumble and kind of for things to perhaps happen and show up. And that was like an example of like rumble feeling good because normally rumble fucking annoys me. I don't like controller rumble. Yeah, especially on, especially on the switch. The switch controller rumble is so obnoxious. It's like, and it always just bugs me. Uh, anyway, that was a round tangent. I'm I'm glad you like it. Question mark. Yeah, it's alright. Sorry, right. <laughs> yeah, that, that was Coming a big pause. Between... <laughs> it's just, uh, I, I I don't know how to articulate this. I haven't really thought about it, but it's. It's like I'm playing a different game. I'm not going back and playing a game that I've previously played before to try and force myself to enjoy it. It feels like I'm playing a new game. And mm. that's... You, res- you, yeah. you respect it a lot, but, it's, but it just might not still be totally for you. I do respect it. I don't think I'd replay it. Like, if it got PS6 4K <laughs> fucking up... The new Skyrim. Yeah, I wouldn't Yeah, I wouldn't go back to it like Skyrim, but Skyrim's... yeah. To quick fire some other Harry Mitchell things. Uh, mm-hmm. Played Yakuza Zero, really enjoyed it. That's a Good. really fun. It's a really Good. fun game. I just love going through that city. Every quest is filled with like fucking so much character and charm. It's like 
has I, I kind of expected what the tone was going to be going in. I know it's kind of like serious but goofy mm-hmm. thing going on, uh, but I like I'm like really enjoying the story. I'm enjoying the fighting. Like the, I was like I didn't my loose expectations. Like, I was like I think some of the games are kind of like maybe turn based or like uh, in a weird way and some of that. But like I don't really know how the gameplay actually worked in Yakuza, but it's fun. I like all the different kind of play styles and fighting styles you can change between. And it's just uh, I'm having a, a lovely time playing through that. Good. I was Good gonna game. say because like um I, I've also been playing like Yakuza Zero since it like came on Game Pass. It's just the fighting is so satisfying. Yeah. Um, like I remember being stuck on a boss last night, and and I was like, right, I'll switch to a different fighting style, try something completely different. It took me like five different attempts, uh, like five different times of the game. It's like, oh, do you want to switch to easy mode? I'm like, no, I I'll, got that. I got it. that. Yeah, I was like, yeah. fuck you, buddy. I can do this. <laughs> It's like I'm, 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 I'm. It's one of those games where it's like, no, I, I feel like I can do this, you know. Yeah. Like it feels. I know fair. I can it do this. Feel... I just, I just need to learn the ways better, yeah, and get into the rhythm of it. Oh, definitely that, and also the karaoke. Like, God, I love the karaoke. The fact they give you the karaoke so early in that game, I was expecting. I know like, that's such a famous thing in, in game pop culture now. That I was like, that's that's a gem that's going to give me after loads of seriousness. But it's like we get this so early on as a little treat. Oh, yeah, it's the same with um, Sleeping Dogs. Got it. Uh, yeah, I know the, their audience. Also, there's like just the amount of, and the entertainment things in that game is nuts. Like there are these just little buildings tucked away that you could just easily walk past. It's like, oh, this is an entire baseball mini game. Like that has like multiple levels and multiple things involved in it, and a scoreboard and prizes. And I'll walk to like some other place across there that has like underground. You walk downstairs and got this like this Japanese like board game that I've never fucking heard of that, I've, that is ridiculously hard and I get stomped at and I ran away. <laughs> so th- that town is just so rich with stuff that's like put a lot of love into it and I'm enjoying it. But, it's um, it's like I love how um, the Donkey video just focused on like that one scale at Tricks minigame. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's like so much passion and like an emotion yeah. into this one fucking scale at Tricks game. Love that. Uh, the Gwent of Yakuza. Do- New Killer for Devil Daylight came out that's of Big Albert Wesker from Resident Evil. Very fun. Those people around. Uh, yeah. Yeet survivors, lots of fun. Great. Uh, just confirming that is good. Thanks, thanks, Harry. Folks, my playdate arrived. Let's get into that. Let's go. Tell us about your playdate, your little my yellow play crank date. boy. I came like, three days early. I was so happy. It's a little bundle of yellow joy. I'm in love with it. I haven't actually broken my. I haven't actually. I've broken my silence because I haven't really said on public how i'm enjoying it really yet you haven't no um i just said i've got it and then i just kind of went away for for two days uh but i am adoring it the fact from from the opening to the start you can tell that like it's made by someone with a lot of uh love and craft design wise but also you can see like teenage engineering impact here like the fact that people that they make these quite now famous like music midi uh audio interfaces and, and keyboards and things like that that like are made to be very high quality very attractive very tactile and are very just functional and, and, and very beautiful and i can see that on the design of it so the feel of it is great uh that is all the ui and design of it is great i love that screen so much it's got these nice big loud speakers that i wasn't really expecting it to be that nice and high quality um i i comes with two games i always i misunderstood how it meant um it's like I thought I, I it would kind of load with the games that have happened in the season so far because it goes, does like a week by week season. But no, your season starts when you get the the console, you load it up. It goes here's two games. You'll get two more next week, two more next week, and so on and so forth. Because I think what I think Panic and are aware self aware that this is very much a console you can just play for a bit and then kind of forget about, right? 
you've got a bunch of these games you'll go oh, this is cute i like these things but i'll get back to that at some point and then you never use it again so i think this function of no everyone has to use but this, this week by week basis makes people keep using it and kind of enjoy it and, and these 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 games on a more personal basis um and i'm really enjoying that the game that come with it that i enjoyed most is, is first casual birder which is like a photo a bird photography game where you go around a little town taking photos of birds which is a bird photography town everyone else is doing the same thing That's and it's cute. like a little town that you can explore and the play date crank thing is that you've got a phone and you use the crank to like focus in oh. on like the, the, the but it's in like that one bit screen so it's like the focus is like pixels and it gets less pixely and you can zoom in on different like like levels of detail behind the trees in front of trees in front of benches in front of buildings which is so so cool um it's very charming it's written very well like it's just a very enjoyable experience i love that it really just i think what the play date is is really nice for is just taking game design as convoluted and complicated as it is now and then just boiling it down to like one simple mechanic and that's what yeah. the cranks for because it's like it's it's built like all the games are built around this one novel thing that you could do with the crank like you just described and i think it kind of like taking one function and then fleshing out a really simple game around that function is like really highlighting the joy of the craft again yeah it's like it's yeah it's like letting giving developers restriction and allowing them to innovate in joyful ways mm -hmm. but it's not always about the crank necessarily like this is the oh. crank is a very fun mechanic of that but like the second game that i love is a game called bloom which is not on the season i had to download this on itch.io and side load it, it means you can you can just basically drag it to your to the website and it'll just download it directly onto your playdate um and it is a a a very micro game it's very mobile game-esque and, and it is a real-time like florist shop simulator where you are you own a florist shop and you've basically left college and you haven't told your parents uh that you've done this and you've started this kind of tiny business and the crank is basically you're going up on an elevator from the roof to grow your plants and down to like your apartment um so you're, you're you get you buy seeds you're growing the plants you make money that's like the the recurring mechanic that you're going maybe op opening the game to do but the secondary thing that i enjoy the most is that you have this phone on this phone you're you know you're buying supplies you're paying your rent you're expanding the space you're buying you uh, expanding stuff and getting new plots but you're also getting these text messages and these are the most these are the most charming thing about the game because you are getting very well written very realistic text conversations from your mom your dad your landlord your girlfriend your like other friend, this random guy from the internet that likes playing the mini game you have on your, you have on your phone, and so when you every now and throughout the day, I keep picking this game up and I'm harvesting my plants, I'm getting new plants, and I'm having these very, very kind of heartwarming, sometimes kind of heartbreaking conversations with my girlfriend who's coming around for pizza and is talking me about talking me through these uncomfortable things, and my my, my mom, my dad is texting me, I have to ask for money, they're asking about college, and I'm trying to figure out the courage to actually tell them that i've come to the shop and it's all within this crisp one bit tiny screen and the restriction of that the, the kind of heart in that game is unbelievable and it is like one of the interesting things i've played from like the limited things i've played on here and the fact that that's like not even on the season it's something i've done before i believe like i don't know like a couple a couple bucks or maybe even for free uh is very very impressive so i don't know there's a lot of innovation a lot of like scope for like feel of the game because that's a game that can be done in mobile game but it doesn't feel like it does in a play date with that kind of screen with that kind of look with that kind of feel yada 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 um 
So yeah, those are what I've been playing. Love the play date. Fucking love this thing. Can't wait till next week and the week after that and so forth. Hell yeah. Everyone should get a play date. It's really nice like getting the the games drip fed to you as well. Like it's yes. it's play date day and you run downstairs and you turn your play date on. It's like new game day. I love there that. There is no overload podcast week that will not have content for me because I've got play date games. And I will all, and you'll never hear me shop about it. Jordan will love that because they've all got such great graphics. Uh, 140 yes, kilobyte exactly. game. <laughs> One graphic. And just give me the Lucas Pope game, man. Give me that Lucas Pope game immediately. Paging Lucas Pope. <laughs> um, Danny, Hi. a couple more games you've been playing this week. You've been playing some Power Wash? I have. I went real deep into Power Wash because I just like, I was a bit ill at the weekend and I just, I didn't know what to do with myself. It was one of those days where you just kind of like drift around because you can't commit to anything. You feel like shite. And I booted up Power Wash, just kind of like bimble around with it and i ended up doing a big level like the big skate park level um where you're just cleaning ramps mm-hmm. and shit it's, yes yeah i know the one you mean uh, mm. and i was doing that for ages and then i just carried on like playing it for ages and like doing houses and stuff and then i uh i ended up like getting jack to play a bit with me because he you know he he plays proper fucking games he doesn't play fucking power wash <laughs> pish um and he came in i don't know he's, he seems like he'd also try enjoy like train simulator 2008 like i don't know yeah but that's got some strategy to it it's not just blasting water <laughs> sure, on a okay. dirty wall and making it clean is it okay, like, that's yeah. fucking boring uh, and i feel he- like there's like some strategy to it you know just trying to get like the right uh like pattern with, with yeah, you gotta get the, the right spray you gotta get the right hose you know don't fucking maybe maybe however like when you play a co-op it was really funny because the game literally does employ the second player as your assistant and every time mm. you clean like a portion of a level like a wall or a bench or something um you get like it's like oh you've made 40 dollars because you cleaned this bench and i was like oh cool 40 dollars and then jack was like i got one pound 25 because they get like a fraction of the money that you earn because they're like that young literal employ- employee it's like it was really fuck, it's like it's like the, Love the gta heist all over again is that like you get one percent cut <laughs> fuck you yeah i'm doing all the work i've got like this big massive fucking like industrial jet washer and he's got like a little fucking water gun next to me <laughs> i have to come over and like clean off like stubborn paint and he's just stood there waiting for me to do it his fucking little his wee little hose yeah Yeah, the ultimate capitalist game really made me laugh but yeah it's it's a really nice chill game and i'm 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 really glad because i know that when they were making it um they were having a lot of conversations about um like putting antagonisms in the game and you can read more about this on gamesindustry.biz um they're like (laughs) when they were having conversation with publishers they were like oh maybe we put something like like maybe if you power wash a window too hard it smashes or maybe a car will intermittently drive by the house that you're cleaning and splash dirt on it and you have to start all over again and they were like Mm -hmm. no that sounds awful (laughs) <laughs> and when i'm playing it i'm like, like i can imagine that and i would be i would just all f4 out of there i'd be fucking raging yeah i understand both i understand both like mechanics because i understand why someone would be like there needs to be some kind of like thing to go wrong here or some kind of conflict tension and then the response is for this sort of game no you don't for any for any other game yeah maybe but for this game you want everything to go to plan and you want everything to go exactly as you think it's gonna go and that's fine. Yeah. That's the that's yeah. the satisfaction of this kind of game. Because it's not a sandbox, know, I, I, is it, where you're fucking around and like making Yeah, it's silly a simulator. Yeah. I kinda like the idea of there being like this Sim City level like catastrophe that could happen. Like like a fucking like battlefield <laughs> Tornado comes yeah. through. <laughs> like dust storm or some shit like that. 
You're it just finished on this. <laughs> your HUD comes up. Wall. I get yeah, that, yeah. Fucking... I mean, there is there is a good capacity for chaos. I mean, like in Euro Truck Simulator, like whenever I play that, just like brain off driving around, I play it nicely. But there's just a little part of your brain that's like, what if I did just drive off the road? What yeah, if, what if, if I did ram road? into? What if I just ran that police car into the <laughs> yeah, river? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kill that caravan of four. <laughs> <laughs> what if? But I don't. I don't do it. I just in the game too. <laughs> you on the M1? <laughs> Um, to drive with you <laughs> you shouldn't that's not legal uh, <laughs> do you need a booster uh, seat sorry this that's inappropriate wow um, wow danny i'm cutting off your destiny 2 chat your destiny 2 chat can get fucked i Let's played destiny 2 news. all the fucking time like, if we're cutting yeah, I destiny 2 care. you're cutting dbd uh, that, that's a new addition that added anything new get added to destiny 2 actually yeah every week seasonal oh, content lich king Baby. lich king can suck my fucking hog the f- uh in the game industry king? news isn't that the Destiny 2 thing? Do you mean the Witch Queen? No, that was, that was a, there was a fucking thing for that. It, it all just sounds the same, like, at the end of the day. Lich King is a World of Warcraft DLC. Is it? Oh. You fuckhead. Huh. I thought I saw that. I started Destiny 2. That's why I kept sending you things. But I guess it's about not that. Anyway. All right, Harry. Can I get the fucking news yet? Or are you going to give me some... some you're going to keep busting my balls. <laughs> no, let's get some news. We've got, we've got a scoop. We've got... Breaking new scoop. Guide me through it, Danny. What's the breaking new scoop that you sent me? There is a scoop on gamesindustry.biz. Um, it's a Never heard of it. quote from friend of the show, Jim Ryan, who has said to us that the offer to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for the next three years as part of the uh, Microsoft Activision Blizzard acquisition is uh, inadequate on many levels. Ooh. Uh, he said he hadn't intended to comment on what he understood to be a private business discussion, but he felt the need to set the record straight because Phil Spencer brought it into a public forum. Ouch. So it's, Did he? Uh, it's, yeah, apparently so. He's, uh, that's the quote. Uh, we want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality Call of Duty experience. A Microsoft proposal undermines this principle. So we've had a big, we've had a big Jim comment on this deal, which is... Uh, Right, so is is this kind of relation to can Call of Duty games be on day one Xbox Game Pass? Are they going to be exclusive? And basically, yeah, because uh, the deal is currently being scrutinised by uh, competitive, anti-competitive laws, 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 fucking regulators. Regulators, yeah, that's the one I'm looking for. Um, Basically, to yeah, you know, to see if this is going to impact competitors in the market in any way, and. Uh, Microsoft has said, you know, we're going to keep, we're not going to make uh, Call of Duty exclusive. We're not going to take it off PlayStation. We're going to make sure it stays there. But the the period was three years, and that's not forever, is it? It's three years, and this kind of, while they're not going to make it exclusive, there's nothing stopping them from putting Call of Duty on Game Pass and making it free to Game Pass players. There's nothing stopping them from having incentives like they did with uh, League of Legends and uh, the Blizzard titles where they can basically say, hey, like it's free to play here. And you can also have like exclusive things um, mm-hmm. that like if you play it on Game Pass, you can have things for free that you can't get on the PlayStation version when it's not, yeah. it's not making it exclusive, but it's enticing people over kind of thing. Uh, there's nothing stopping them from really doing that. So it's getting a little bit spicy now in that while Microsoft have said like, you know, that they're yeah, like, they're they, like, they will in the pub, week. like you have my word. 
But uh, yeah, they said they said they, they said last week that they provided a signed agreement that was kind of uh, for at least several more years. It goes well beyond typical gaming industry agreements. Mm-hmm. This is Jim Ryan saying that's bullshit. It was a crap agreement. Um, we could have kept this behind closed doors, Jim said. Yeah, yeah, he's basically like, I wasn't going to comment, but um, this is uh, kind of sucks. Oh, feels talking shit. Well, I love this. Fucking, they've been too friendly for too long. <laughs> Console um, wars, baby! <laughs> it, they've been way too, oh, we love our friends at Microsoft and our friends at PlayStation. Fucking, ha- take a swing, Jim. Like, have a go. This is what gives the, the news some juice. Am Maybe I right? call out post on their Twitter.com. <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're right you're right fucking reggie sat there like an announcement that's jim ryan on the big screen <laughs> <laughs> phil spencer's a punk ass bitch he pissed on my fucking my wife, wife. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell uh well damn some spice from jim ryan Love Hope that. we'll see how phil spencer shoots back next week next on time <laughs> raw. <laughs> on raw on monday night raw wednesday night um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Switch OLED model has been revealed along with some new trailers. So they've got a brand new fancy new Switch uh, console special for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And for this announcement, we have a special guest appearance of Jordan Midler, who has sent in a clip talking about this. Danny, I don't know what this clip is. You've heard it. I haven't. I think it's best <laughs> is it if PG? We, just, uh, we just roll it. We'll let the man speak for himself. Absolutely, Nick Hunt needs a new Switch less than I do. My old, old, my current OLED is basically brand new, but it's purple and red and it's covered in Pokemon. So get it in my fucking basket. And we're back. He, I hope he didn't, just comes he, out with clean? the craziest stuff, that man. What a guy. Well, what a I, guy. I, I was expecting for half a second that you wanted like me to do like a really bad like <laughs> oh, impression. Like we, we kind of paused for a second and then resumed, and and then I was like, do do, do I say something here? Do I mm. <laughs> do no, I just put on a really thick like Scottish accent and then you, and alienate you, everyone? You're doing really well, Owen. You're doing fantastic. Love uh, to see it. This, this week there was some. Hmm? 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 Were you going to say? That? I was going to say that the Probably. console looks fucking delicious. I was just going to go oh, straight looks, into look, that. Like, look, looks alright. Delicious. Some, Can't some believe badge, some badges on the the front. Not really like red and purple as a color. Basically, because this is not a visual podcast uh, for the people that haven't seen it. It's uh, it's got a white dock. It's got the red monster from Sc- Monster, the red Pokemon from Scarlet, and the purple one from Violet. And it's got two Joy Cons, and one's red and one's purple. And I think that's they've great. Got a little, they've got little icons at the bottom of the Joy-Con. They do. Like the little emblem fun. things. Because like, we can't just make it a, a colour. Got to add something to it. And yeah, I like the dock. The dock was cool. I like I'm it. Not, I, I, think... I, I like my Joy-Cons clean. I don't uh, want anything on my Joy-Cons. I do. I, I would be tempted to pick off that little logo. That's the one-off thing. <laughs> just but I also scrape think, off of the toothpick. I think if me and Jordan were locked in a room and Nintendo told us to design a, a Switch, this is what we'd make. Um, well, actually, I'll, I'll say this now because it's a question about later. A later Patreon question is going to ask uh, favorite special special console edition, and or what would your dream one be? Um, so have a think on that. We'll go back to that later. Uh, um, some new God of War Ragnarok gameplay came out. I don't want to get on too much. I, mean, I don't. I don't want to look into it too much. No, I haven't know? been looking. I've been I ignoring want... all the God of War news because I want to go in clean. You want to just ignore it? Mm. Fuck this news. We're skipping it. Yeah. Cyberpunk expansion <laughs> came out today. I felt like it was very, very. This, feel, this feels very fresh. It was yesterday. 
a new 2077 expansion, Phantom Liberty, which is going to be a kind of spy thriller scene thing with Johnny Silverhand, a big new cast of characters. Um, the trailer came out and it was kind of good. It's kind of hot. Yeah, trailer's good. Cyberpunk's kind of had a similar like resurgence to no man's sky where it's actually like quite a good game i don't game. think it's that I, i'm gonna I have to know. disagree i don't I've, think um, it's been that much it's not it's no no man's sky man. i mean i've like, been playing um cyberpunk for the past like i, I want to say a few weeks with the kind of implication of like oh it's good now it's fucking not it's, it's <laughs> yes. still like like sure it's less buggy i'm still encountering a few bugs every now and then like i i don't feel like i want to switch the fucking game off but it's so boring like fundamentally like all of the core like kind of um uh like quest marks and 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 the 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 joy that the trailers bought it's just not fucking there like i see what you mean i I think i think compared to the marketing that it got on the game that it was promising it's completely not fucking there and there's some elements of it like the the shooting is fucking piss like i hate shooting in it but i think like the story and the writing is really nice and the world is quite nice to be in it's like a very nice solid sort of open world 7 out of 10 for me it's a good kind of mildly impressive brain off exploration I game I, I, I don't know like i, I mean I, I got to um i see what you mean i i was playing this quest where you like attend a fun- funeral for one of the characters that that like a part of your crew or whatever um yeah. and you get these really really nice like quiet moments with these characters which you wouldn't expect for a game with this kind of theming um and i thought that was a really really nice addition and then it just went straight to fucking right i'm shooting this guy uh like i'm 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 doing this like fetch quest it's just the same like boring like open world game stuff that i've just seen like thousands of times really it did do that because the that funeral that you go to is supposed to be like where the game properly starts and you don't kind of think about that like everything that happens before that like with the the heist and the the dying and the the question kind of yeah, yeah it's like setting the tone but it's like a fucking multi-hour prologue and then mm-hmm. the game actually starts when that person dies and you get into the fundamental okay you're out on your own now the game started kind of thing and it, it does like just bombard you with like shit to do and you kind of have to figure out what's important and what isn't like you like you're driving around and like 17 fucking characters will call you like hey i saw you in my district come by and i'll give you some work and you don't know like who the fuck anyone is um so Uh it does kind of get a bit convoluted there but i think it's a good like it's like like saints row you know but actually works now i think the difference between I think the difference between like a game like No Man's Sky and a game like this, not other than the massive different genres, is like No Man's Sky was like a little bit of fixing the kind of the bugginess of the game at the start, but most of it was like adding a bunch of new shit. Yeah, it's like Cyberpunk isn't now. adding anything new. It's just trying is trying to reach the threshold of a minimum that would that it, it would be at launch. Yeah. It's just trying to get to launch. Yeah, yeah, which like enough. would might would be a better game, but I think is like it should be we should it's not as we shouldn't be like, ah, oh, well, you've got to admit, they're almost getting what people paid for. Like, I think, I think that's too much of a, of a credit thing. But this new expansion, Phantom Liberty, it's a, a new thing. It's on next-gen consoles. They might l- let them give time to make it. Who fucking knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't <laughs> mind it giving it a try. Good. Oh, it's fucking it's going on Stadia. Let's go, boys. Fuck that's it. how you know it's going to be fucking legendary. <sighs> uh, and it's going to with Edge Runners, which is the new kind of cyberpunk netflix anime which looks 
I don't know, you can make any anime of the word cyberpunk and it just feels like I don't I don't know how if if that's even that much related to the game. Um You could, yeah. It just feels like a well. like a Love Death and Robots like episode really from the looks sure. of it. Yeah. Uh and that's Cyberpunk Snapchat had a nasty week this week like i was like 20 15 of his workforce got like laid off but it, the result of it barely meant that 20 percent of his workforce story mm-hmm. uh means that the game set of snapchat which is the kind of in-app games has been put on hold over to you danny what's been going on here yeah this is rough so they had a a rough uh financial period this year and they've basically just restructured their entire business uh, snap that is around three uh, strategic priorities, which was community growth, revenue growth, and uh, AR. Um, and then it basically said that anything that doesn't contribute to the success of those three pillars will be discontinued or receive substantially reduced investment. And one of those things in there was the games business. And they only kind of unveiled Snap Games like two, three years ago. I think it's three years ago. It was the back end of 2019, and they had a bunch of like former like mobile executives come in and kickstart this big games division and uh for a while you know they had a bunch of developers making games exclusively for snapchat etc and it's kind of come a little bit out of the blue and they've kind of just gone okay we're shuttering this because uh it's not part of these things that we want to focus on now and i think that's that's kind of huge if you're like a developer Mm. that's put all of your resources into making a game for a specific platform and the platform's like actually uh we we don't want that anymore so uh just, just take it elsewhere yeah. mm. and it, that's tough. i also mm. i also saw it simultaneously happen to bike dance bike dance were also going big into game business and i also saw on gi that they're also like shutting down the game set of tiktok yeah yeah it's happening across both places and it kind of I think it's really interesting because it wasn't that long ago that these platforms were going really hard on the the gaming thing and like really boosting yeah. up their uh, you know their investment into this and i i imagine that that like the user numbers aren't small and there must be like tons and tons of engagement with these things but it just goes to show that those numbers if they're not translating to actual revenue then hmm. they're pointless to these companies which is uh it's a shame really yeah and it's yeah. kind of a reflection on how snapchat's doing which kind of seems like a a falling ship yeah i think facebook did it as well they've recently just shuttered their gaming app which is interesting considering they're trying to be you know they're trying to build facebook gaming and be a hub for streamers and and gaming creators what what i hope for that was was basically the context that was so they're closing the facebook gaming standalone app Mm -hmm. but but which people some some people misinterpreted that as oh they're kind of trying to get rid of facebook gaming i don't think they are I mean, I think the the idea there is they're trying to get people on just the Facebook app and build it into the Facebook app, but the Facebook app is fucking yeah. Awful. And like, it's like it's it's really off putting because there'll be a lot of people that don't want to use Facebook, but they want to use the gaming aspects. And it was a similar thing for Oculus. Like they would they tried to make people make Facebook accounts to use Oculus devices, and it was like fuck no, we're not doing that. And they went, oh okay, you can have your own Oculus account then or Meta account. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Facebook gaming is dead at all. It has like pretty mm. huge numbers from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's going to be dying anytime soon, but it might just be kind of shifting things around. Yeah, it's just a, a perception thing, isn't it? Of like, it it's not strong enough to stand on its own. Like what's what's the reason for shutting down the app? Can they, can they not afford to keep it? What's the, do they just mm. want to not 
split their audience like that. I don't know. Last thing of for news this week was about Ubisoft Forward, which can be happening this weekend. Mm-hmm. So you'll be hearing more about the results of that next week. But uh, before that, we've had leaks, plenty of leaks of Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is the new Assassin's Creed game. Like it's it's reportedly we can pretty much say we, we, there's art for it. There's there's like all sorts for it. That's what it's going to be called. It's it going to be set in Baghdad, and it looks pretty fucking good. Can I list some of the things that uh, leaker? Uh, Jonathan has been saying. Go on then. Pick up Jonathan. Baghdad is the only city, but it is a, I imagine, a very large area of city that has apparently multiple zones, Mm -hmm. desert, oasis, rivers, has a return of throwing knives, has a return of hiding places on roofs. There's apparently lots of NPCs in the streets, and the idea is that they're going to be building back the Assassin's Creed Unity thing of like huge crowds with very good like AI tech that you can kind of like immerse yourself in and and, and spot assassins in yada 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 love that, like love that. big fucking npcs and lots of interactions for parkour such as lanterns apparently like way more a uh, lot of parkour elements to it and things like slow motion assassinations more kind of focus on how assassinations work mm-hmm. all good things to me see i'm reading this and i'm like where did any of this go away but the last assassin's creed that i played That's was origins three games. <laughs> yeah that they there they went away there yeah but like i i know there was some bits of that in origins but as like i was so burnt out from origins i didn't play odyssey or valhalla because they were just fucking massive and your, your valhalla pad did not well it had <laughs> less and less like like yeah. it, it had good things but it was diff- totally different things like they went for wider more kind of landscapey environments which meant less cities mm-hmm. less like parkour which is one of the big massive things what made assassin's creed so cool they focused less on assassinations and more like uh, it, not, not even the new one like it was the, it was the problem like in the, around the middle of assassin's creed around like assassin's creed 3 and black flag where like these games are like have good things about them but like kind of loses the focus of what made assassin's creed yeah, fun yeah. which was assassinating people being an assassin in a and being like a stealthy secret assassin in a, in, a, in a cool creed in like this historical ancient town or city uh, and i think baghdad might be trying to bring back that vibe in particular yeah i hope so because i i loved black flag but like as soon as the pirate stuff came in and you're like zooting around the fucking seas like cannonballing people it's like that's that's not the stealthy assassin's creed thing that people wanted is it, and it yeah it, it's totally different avenue but it's, it's okay let's go back to it now let's go back to normal assassin's creed it never really did it kind of mm-hmm. just continued to innovate and do different stuff yeah and i think origins well, had elements with the exception of origins had elements of it and, and i think it's a bigger scale and you know like valhalla still has parkour for some but you could remove that from the game and nothing would change yeah nothing would change i I haven't played valhalla but the vibe is kind of like there's no reason to be stealthy or an assassin you kind of just zoom through and kill people you're a big viking Viking. going on raids and the only thing you can parkour for is a fucking mud hut of the wife you just slash in the face with an axe (laughs) (laughs) um but Uh, i haven't like I haven't played a Assassin's Creed game since like Black Flag, but I about the point of like the like original like reasons why people love Assassin's Creed. Like I I, I don't know. Like I I think the thing that I loved most about Black Flag was that kind of like uh, pirate part. You know, being able to to shoot cannons and 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 but do like just, seize and shanty. Play and Skull and Bones. I was gonna say like, it's, 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 the, the point of Assassin's Creed <laughs> was that it's a secret creed of assassins in like a historical setting. Who like have targets and like are embedded into political and into, into, into like political and fucking socio-economic places, and you're going back in time. Like 
pirates and ships is not a part of that you know like the the, the dna of assassin's creed i think is being lost here oh i feel for me like ubisoft's been in the mud since like uh they've been rayman so you know okay yeah bring back rayman the bring back Tret, rayman. ceo of rayman Owen Tret, <laughs> rayman um uh, but I also, but also, you know what brought it back? Assassin's Creed Syndicate, one of the most underrated Assassin's Creed games, oh, in my opinion. The coats in that fucking game. I don't remember anything it's about the game apart from the coats. Fucking big Victorian London, fucking gorgeous, like like weird, like grapple hooking and zip lining mm-hmm. and assassination missions that you could just go on and, on the side. Very, very. A good woman game. protagonist um, that was actually had a point. Yeah, Shout part out. of the story wasn't. Yeah, it was it was like it was definitely the cooler one to go for. Exactly. Um. Which is going to continue on, but yeah, I'm excited for that. We'll hear more about that this weekend. You'll hear, you'll hear more about it next week. You will. And uh, just to remind folks that um, in Overload coverage, our pitches have opened. Go to overload.co.uk/pitch-us. Uh, open them the first week of the month. Uh, and if you're a new writer, even if you've got any small writing experience, then recommend giving us a shout. But mainly moving on to talk about our Patreon because I forgot to talk about that earlier on. If you go to patreon.com slash overload, you've got three tiers that you're going to support us. If you want to support some of these writers and contributors, you can support us at any level. But at £2 a month, just £2 a month, you can access to our extra exclusive Patreon show. We cut that. We talk about everything non-games. You get access to behind-the-scenes feeds, our Discord ranks. Higher ranks, you can get early access to all our content, get personal thank yous, and contribute to the podcast and our videos in various different ways. Patreon.com slash overload. Would you like some pat questions? Get the pats out. Get the fucking pats out. Uh, Elderly Goose asked a couple questions, but he's not being greedy. He asked one last week, but we didn't get to fit it in last week. Uh, when the first well, one last week, I'll, I'll go to first, which is Jeff Keighley's autocorrect breaks, and he accidentally sends emails overload, which is a common thing to happen, asking for a new award ceremony for the Game Awards at the end of the year. What do you reply with? Um. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't email here again. <laughs> Best regards, you know. You gotta um, end it nice. I, I I don't know. I think it would be something silly, but like something that also highlights something interesting. I, I, I think I think I would like a best innovation award. Mm-hmm. That just kind of highlights like games that do may not be like the great overall thing, but like do something really, really cool and inventive. Best game mechanic uh, across all things. Sure, like a, a mechanical. They say best technical, but a lot of like technical awards go for like the most impressive, high budget systems. Mm-hmm. Whereas like best innovation can go to like anything from indie to AAA level, which I like. Um, yeah. So I would say that I'd like an actual <laughs> indie category that's not like kind of oh, bridge yes. of spirits up against oh, like yeah. one <laughs> fucking guy that made a game in his shed um yeah I, I, maybe, yeah maybe like a low budget AG ca- indie category that'd be quite nice yeah i guess like to be completely serious i'd say like best accessibility um like that's sure. something that i i feel is becoming more and more prevalent like in the games industry where where um i mean it's like looking at like last of us part one where they have like so many different like types of uh, accessibility mm-hmm. and, yeah and, and that, and that yeah. might encourage companies to do it more if they get a cool award for that it. is true let more people play games Little people play games. Elderligus also asks if the Switch cartridges taste bitter to stop people from eating them. Then what do the play date taste um, like? Well, foam bananas. Harry taste check. I've got it in front of me right here. Let me have a little. Tastes like I don't know, like metal and plastic. Like what? 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 I, there's nothing 
too dramatic here. Also, I don't think a child could swallow this. Well, I, maybe they could. It's, it's pretty small. I sent Danny Foot with it in my hand, and it's fucking. It's much smaller than I thought it would be. I thought it would be like a little bigger than this, mm. but it's fucking teeny, teeny, tiny. Um, and that's in your hands, like, like for an old person, you know. It's like, oh no, 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 no. I, uh, I've got fucking massive hands. <laughs> I was at uh, what table was I at the, yesterday? Well, I was like, I was holding my hands up to so, like all my like these six foot friends of mine, and my hands were bigger than everyone's <laughs> hands. I have like trash can fucking lid hands. Um. They're ginormous, so it was maybe maybe it's giant in other people's hands, but it's tiny in my my fucking slender man fingers. Maybe it's actually like all, a four-inch like... TV in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> your kind of spine height, like, has just gone into like your hands at this point. Yeah, it all just made the goes down the arm and into the hand. Um, Homologic asks, finish the sentence. Liz Truss, more like piss bussy. <laughs> Liz Truss, more like <laughs> shit fuck. On to the next question. Great, thanks. Great. Fuck the Tories. Armo asks, yeah, fuck the Tories. Armo asks, favourite special edition console, what would your dream one be? I asked earlier, so you better have a goddamn answer. Um, I have an answer. I actually found it earlier today, because uh, we were talking at work about this question, actually, coincidentally, mm-hmm. and uh, my colleague Brendan told me that there was a purple Galaxy 3DS XL, oh, yeah. where the outside is like a <laughs> like a space galaxy design and then the inside is like dark purple and i was like fucking hell that's amazing but it was actually a like an exclusive to either the us or japan can't remember which one but that was uh it was very that was fucking yeah entirely on brand delicious but i think the ps4 ps uh, the ps1 ps4 was uh was up there for good special mm. editions loved that I'd say um, I, I want to see more consoles uh, like going down like the Game Boy route where they have these like transparent covers. Like I want to yes. see more shit inside the consoles, you know. Give me a translucent yeah. PS5. <laughs> the monolith. That would be sick, actually. All the dust uh, collecting, all the bugs inside, you know. I want to see that shit. I want to see the little man that goes inside there and makes the games. Oh, you? Uh, my, yeah, it's me. I'm, I'm, the P- <laughs> I'm Mr. PS5. You are the PS5 man. Um... Also, Owen, I, you've gotten away with it so far, but I like you making like a couple height jokes when we're like the same height. You're, like, yeah. I don't know why you're acting like you're fucking Jimmy Two Trunk Legs. Like you're like fucking five five. Yeah, but you're yeah, like but the no same height. As no, no one's seen us in the same room together. I've seen you in the same room together, and I am significantly bigger. <laughs> uh, yeah, we like we like hold Danny's legs up, and she's almost like a throne. Um, <laughs> Wheel me around like that cunt from Three Hundred. <laughs> It's like that Bojack character, where it's like just three kids in a coat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my dream uh, special edition console would be a Professor Layton Nintendo console. Give me one. Give me one of those with like a little fucking hat somewhere and like a little brown coat and some hint coins. Give me that. Eight hundred pound. Gonna buy it. Uh, we now have name of the game, which previously went with the guest. We did it with the guest, but Owen Trett has brought. A game right. for a name of the game. I have. Uh, I have. Right then. Uh, do you want me to explain the name, the the, the, the game, um, Owen, or do you want to explain name of the game to the audience? Um, I, I don't think I, I have the uh, the whole bit memorized. So uh, yeah, if you, if you want if you want to take charge, Danny, were that. you serious earlier when you said you've got his uh, Jordan's pre- uh, his 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 uh, speech for this memory? Kind of. Would you know it better than I me? think I like I I could hear it and like be triggered like a Terminator to kind of say it, but I don't have the soundboard so. We got the soundboard. It's it's name of the game, 
the greatest video game podcast game show of all time something about that of all time it's a it's a big uh hyperbolic statement i will read a and series of clues pertaining to the name of a video game me and go. harry get one guess if they're incorrect they'll hear this sound gallop bread they cannot guess again <laughs> until the next clue is red Pucky, are you ready to play the name of the game uh, that was really good. That was really good. <laughs> was really good. Yeah. Wow. Like I, I respect that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let, let's let's go ahead. Uh, this game was released in North America on May the sixth, two thousand and eight. I was in school. May the sixth be with you. A. May a. Two thousand eight. Uh, see. I think me and Danny are going to be psychological as because we know that Owen's probably picked some fucking bullshit game that only he would like. Yeah. Um, or like absolute meme game, like the game version of Robots or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I like how <laughs> when when we um when we had this conversation before the uh before the pod, like you were like, oh, it's over the hedge for the PS2, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> right. Then he scra- <laughs> scrapes the name off the list of his three titles that he has. Um, Dump. Was it Sonic Unleashed? Oh, garlic bread. But <laughs> he said the like, line. <laughs> w- wouldn't wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, that is a good choice right there. Good meme game. Brand, uh, brand for me. Stop. Was it uh, Little Big Planet? Garlic bread. Uh, do I have to keep doing that? Is no, that you can like... say incorrect if you don't want to. You don't have Fantastic. to. Fantastic. Um, e- um, e- even though like uh, it's part of my contract to um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> nah, it's 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 not. Uh, what was the date? Planet, Sorry, I've already forgotten the date that you said. May May sixth. May sixth. Okay, thank you. As if you're gonna be like, oh, I I only the May May fifth one doesn't it? I can't know. Don't know May sixth. Yeah. Daft cunt. So uh, this game was released on the Wii, and then the Engage in December two thousand eight. Ah, oh, Engage the these Wii. fucking nuts. I swear to fucking uh, God. Stop. <laughs> Was it Mario Kart Wii? Ah, <laughs> uh, incorrect. Can I remind me what the fuck the N gauge even is? It's a Nokia. It was the uh, the Nokia? Yeah. Fucking hell. Like the S uh, device. Um. Stop. Was it like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon? I think there was a game that came out that that uh, year, but I don't know what the name the name of it was. Trying to guess that? Uh, nah, you're, you're you're incorrect, but also extremely on brand. Like I know I, that's why I guessed it because that's, that's probably would have what you would have. You you do like your mystery dungeon. Yeah, like like you know me like far too well. Mm. Uh, that, that is two. Yeah, this game was published by Electronic Arts. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, that could be fucking anything. Pass. <laughs> stop. I don't think this was released first in the week. Was it? Was it the Star Wars Force Unleashed? Unfortunately, not. No. Uh, so that. So that's. Uh, yeah, both. Both wrong for this Wait, round. Did, did, did Danny guess I that? Just did passed because EA could be. Oh, you prick! all sorts. Yeah. Yeah. I also did this that. This one might Sorry, sway both of y'all. Um, this game was designed by oh Steven God. Spielberg. <laughs> Oh my god. The man, the myth, the legend. Fucking Stevie boy. Got opened up fucking Unity. (laughs) Opened up Game Maker. Opened up Scratch. Got that little cat going. (laughs) Fucking Scratch. Good for you, Stevie. What the fuck? Um, 
Oh my god, what would that what that is bizarre. I lo- I love the name of the game so far, but I I'm struggling. I'm going through like what Spielberg IPs are going to be linked with this, games. but I can't think of fucking any. 2008. Um, uh, I'm going to have to pass. I don't know. I will also pass. Um all right, if if this helps, uh, this game is not based off a Steven Spielberg IP. Then I have no fucking chance of going to know that. What are you doing, Steven? Why are you making... What, what is this weird part of your career? 2008 wasn't even like... Oh, I'm making music. a fucking Bridge of Spies re- like, <laughs> game. <laughs> Post the game. <laughs> I'm just going to have to name games that might have come out in 2008 that might have also been directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> uh, well, uh, fucking hell. What was Steven Spielberg doing until the Stop. Coke. <laughs> What's it? World of Goo. Oh, no. hey, if he made World, World of Goo. Goo. If, if he fucking made World of Goo, nah, no, incorrect. Just unfortunately. I don't know either. i got to pass again. I, I do not know what this is. This is, might be too deep a pull. Okay. Uh, this game, according to the Wikipedia page, has been described as Jenga meets Tetris Blast, Breakout, Duck Hunt and Lego. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Stop! Is it Minecraft? <laughs> no. Is it Steven Spielberg's Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, Steven Spielberg's Minecraft, <laughs> uh, starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> I've got. I, I've not got a fucking clue. This is a great name in the game. Pass. Oh jeez, I, I I've actually run you, out of like. If you have like, no what, clues, I'm, then you, if you have no clues, then you've just then you've just then you've you've beaten us. What is the game? Uh, the game is Boom Blocks. <laughs> what the fuck is that? No way! Did you, only you buy that game? I've never heard of that game in my life. Oh my god! I, I feel like it's a game that only I have played. But do it you, was Danny? a. Do you know that? I know the game. Yeah, I remember the oh, Wii okay, one, I but I I wouldn't know the Steven Spielberg collection. <laughs> Yeah, Boom Blocks was designed by Steven Spielberg. It was one of the original like release titles for the Wii when, when that came yeah, out. Yeah, it was just like a wow. fucking puzzle, physics-based puzzle game where you had to like I'm go- knock blocks I'm over. Googling Boom Blocks. Holy shit! It has like on the cover like what I imagine what would look like Boom Blocks, a bunch of block, bunch of animals, big text saying Boom Blocks, and above it a Steven Spielberg EA game is like on the title. That's insane. What did he bring to this project? Um, Probably just a lot of money. He made he made a he made an Indiana Jones movie that that year. Like, what is he? He's he was just popping it's into like EA. It's not, like, like, it's, not like right? it's not like he's out of work. <laughs> <laughs> just scraping the bottom of the barrel, you know. It was forty pounds. Good lord. Yeah, had like people a party can, mode and everything. People complain about fucking Last of Us being too expensive. Forty quid for Boom Blocks. Get a three stars <laughs> in Guardian. Can't deny it. Masterpiece. It's got, American got three hundred levels. It's a lot yeah. of levels. Uh, thank you, Owen, for that name of the game. Thank you, Danny, for not uh, catching up to my reigning victory. You're welcome. Um, let's get into wrapping this motherfucker up. If you want to go to our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash overload. Some of those patrons, special patrons include, now you don't have to do this, Owen, but at the end of the show, if you're a listener, we do thank people and call them legends. And some of those people include Amy. Legend. Legend. Elderly Goose. Legend. Legend. Greg. Legend. Legend. 
Homelodic. Legend. Legend. People make games. Legend. Legend. Sean McCloskey. Legend. Legend. Daniel Marshall. Legend. Legend. Few Adams. Legend. Legend. And writing on games. Legend. Oh, legend. Go to patreon.com slash overload to become a legend yourself. I would like a dinner check from everyone. Got the uh, got the gusto tonight, make, making making satay beef wraps. Ooh, Fuck, fucking hell, that sounds amazing. That does sound yeah. pretty fucking decadent. The fu- I'm, make, I'm putting like chicken dippers in the fucking oven, mate. Fancy ass. Gusto. Aye. Gusto on these fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know what I'm having because uh, I, I I was a bit chaotic today. I didn't eat lunch, and then I uh, ate like some microwave meat and potato um, that I got from Tesco at like four p.m. and that was like sort of oh, half no. dinner. And now I don't want a full dinner, so I might just like make a fucking big sandwich later, big fish finger sandwich. Oh, that sounds good. Sold myself. Great fish fingers. Well, I've been Harry Mitchell. You can follow me at Harry's Late. Uh, Owen, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, the Perky Realu on the Twitter.com. Help. Any other plugs? Uh, I'm currently running uh, the Sheffield 10K um, for right Roundabout. Right now? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, like, not, right. not a breath. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Um, raising money for a Roundabout, which is a local uh, youth homelessness charity. Um, good, well, aim, aim to raise uh, £100. Literally, like, 10 minutes after posting, I raised, like, 250 So any more donations would be greatly appreciated good fucking shit big up the homeless charity i've been danielle partis and you can follow me on twitter at danielle partis yeah, let's, stop let's stop recording i can't be honest